They had blunderbusses in Bible times, right? Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative of the Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Will you stop nagging at me? <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone who is a pink-cheeked seminarian who doesn't know the difference between the supernatural and a bad clam. It's Mark. Hey, guys. That's a long one. Yeah, it was a long one. I had to take a breath halfway through. <laughs> Very unprofessional. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1979's The Amityville Horror, which was a mark pick. Yeah, it was. Uh, and we will get into that real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of that. And uh, if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror. That's A-T-O-Z horror. And support the show at your level of choosing. Recently, the patrons at our, what, $10 level got to hear our semi-weekly bonus cast where we picked our Horror Mounts Rushmore. Uh, and right after this, we're going to be recording another one. We're going to be talking about how watching so goddamn many horror movies is creeping into other viewing experiences and other parts of our lives. So that should be pretty fun. And if you can't contribute to the Patreon right now, no worries. We just appreciate you listening. Nothing else is going to change but for now we better do the getting drunk part so that score let's do beers for fears hey mark yes what are your beers for these fears uh for these fears specifically uh so this is a movie that is about losing your mind inside your house sort of just being like adjacent to an evil entity for long enough bleeds into your life it's not about like suddenly snapping and going crazy or whatever I'm drinking Clear Days, D-A-Z-E, Juicy IPA by Uinta, insofar as George and the rest of his family, to a slightly lesser extent, uh, you know, they're they're clear-headed for almost this entire movie, but they are slowly losing a grip. They're dazed for the whole thing. Okay. Is this a hazy beer, Mark? Uh, it's a Juicy IPA, yeah, so I am sacrificing a little bit for this one. I actually don't <laughs> okay. like Juicies. I actively avoid juicies them. Juicies is not, not a... Ju- ju- <laughs> oh, okay, Beer Stop. No, Beer Stop, tell us tell us what I'm saying wrong. Mr. There's Hipster nothing beer you're saying wrong. They just, you can have a hazy that's not juicy, though most are. You can also have not hazies that are very juicy. I a hazy, believe this is a hazy and juicy. It probably is a hazy. Did it come in a 12 or a 16-ounce can? 12. It could be either way. <laughs> good it was good a, question, Jake. If it was a 16-ounce can, Christ. it would be a dead giveaway. He asked dead you a clarified question, and the answer was it could be either. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> that but was not a said, helpful question. It was a helpful question. If he had said yes, then it would have been, yes, it's hazy. If he had said yes to the not yes or no question? Yes. Okay. Jake, <laughs> yes. what are your fucking beers for these fears? My so, God. Kind of a hard movie to beer, as was just exemplified by Mark's stellar choice. Thank you. Uh, it was stellar. There, there was a lot. of earnest endorsement. <laughs> Wait. Do you, does he actually think I'm serious? I'm moving on. I'm moving on. <laughs> There's a lot of Miller product placement in this movie, so you could go that direction. You could. Uh, I did not. So this is a horror. We're going to get there. It's a classic, though. It's one that Mark has wanted to see. He'll talk about that, too. This is a classic movie. You could say it's New York's classic horror movie. So I went with New York's classic craft brewery, Brew Me Amagang, and I got their Brute IPA. Uh, really doesn't matter what kind of beer it is. This is... Amagang, that's why I chose it. You could say that uh, Brolin in this movie is a bit of a brute. <laughs> wow. He looks like the brawny man. <laughs> you talking about George? Yeah. George Lutz. L- Lutz. Yeah. Lutz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brew me, uh, brew, brew me Aura Gang. 
Wow. <laughs> My God. Okay. Wait until I've had two of these and see how I pronounce this. <laughs> yeah, you did give me one, though, and I appreciate that. Yeah. It looks pretty tasty. It's kind of a trend right now, this Brute IPA thing. I don't yeah. like it. I, I am not in favor of it. Well, that's a nice transition into my beers for these fears. Uh, because, Jake, you picked a Brute IPA. Yeah, I did. And what is Brute most typically associated with champagne? Yeah. I, that was supposed yeah. to be a comma in there. I What's understand. Brute most typically associated with champagne? I was comma, like, wait, what champagne? Brute drinks champagne? Yeah, no. Mm. We're off to um, a flying start. And what is the champagne of beers, boys? It's the one with product placement in this film. Miller High Life. It's the slam dunk. They drink Miller High Life. It's not, not, Miller High Life isn't necessarily a slam dunk because the bottle is only barely visible. I had to like go frame by frame to figure out precisely, confirm what beer they're drinking. In and the they're I would like not living the high life, you know, because they're kind of almost dying. They're not, not much, back in the not high much life. Of a again. High life being lived yeah. at all. Although I will say, you could have gone with either high high life or with Miller Lite, and you would have been fine because yeah. there are scenes where both are actually included, and then also in another scene, they they just slap both. There's just a wall. Signs on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, eh, both Miller things do it. But I went with the one I did some like frame-by-frame frame forensic analysis on Jesus. to confirm that they were drinking that beer. Did you I... ever enhance the image? Oh, I both zoomed and enhanced. Okay, yeah, cool. It, that it, does count as forensics then. To be clear, my enhancement was squinting. But, <laughs> that uh... counts. That is enhancing. <laughs> yeah. And then I also have a beer by the 10-barrel bar- brewing company. I'm not sure if this is the, the Boise one or the, the Bend one that brewed this particular uh, number, but this is the Out of Office Hoppy Pilsner, um, a summer beer, as they claim, for a couple of reasons. One, it's still the summer, and Mark picked this on the summer movies. Um, but more importantly, this is a movie about uh, George Lutz being out of the office for a substantial portion of time to the point it consumes him. Stephen King has likened this whole story to an allegory for financial woes rather than an actual ghost story. Um, and part of those woes are because <laughs> Jake is holding a beer bottle up to his nutsack. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's to clarify, listener, that's is... <laughs> that's not uh, that wasn't the end of the sentence. That was Jack changing nope. sentence topics mid mid. Jake's doing so. It's really hot in this room, but Jake's doing distressing things. Look, George's business, his land surveying business, almost goes under because he spends so much time out of the office. So that's why I got this nice little hoppy pills uh, to complement my Miller High Life. So you didn't have to do the second one, you know. I know, but okay. it's like a fucking arms race now with the patrons voting yeah. on who loses it, and has to watch the, a movie. The stakes have never been higher. Right. So if you're interested in telling either Mark or Jake why they lost this week, you can sign up on our Patreon. All levels get to vote on that. That's hubris. You know what happens. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to get punished. Maybe my selection is just so good, though, that it won't matter. One of these weeks, Jake is actually going to lose, and it's going to be uh, phenomenal. <laughs> yes, it is. But drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other stuff in the horror world. So, Jake, we'll start with you. Will you? Yeah. What else has been rocking your horror world? I was supposed to go to a concert on Thursday, and it got canceled like an hour from doors. I was already out. I was like having my pre-concert beer (laughs) across the street. To be clear here, what you're complaining about is that you were were out of your house. Oh. (laughs) That was the the investment. No, 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 no. Let me me continue with my story. I find out the concert has been canceled last minute, and... I gotta, I gotta pivot. A decision has to be made. Something has to happen this night. Well, you're already it's out. Just, it's, yeah, you were already God out. God forbid you leave your house and not do something. Uh, correct. Yeah, accurate. Uh, so I did make fun of you, but I agree with that. Sentence. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I might as well do something instead of just put my tail between my legs and scurry home. Yeah, put a beer uh, up to your nutsack. There's and a give movie up. in theaters right now called The Dead Don't Die. It was our top one, Jack. It's a zombie yeah. movie. Yeah, because you're the zombie, zombie guy. Movie. Uh, you know that's not why. It's more of a Bill Murray thing, but you know. 
mean, uh, it's so kind of like, you know, you're out and you're like, oh, I'm going to go see some music. I'm kind of the music guy of the group. Oh, shoot, there's no music to happen. Well, what's the other thing that I am? I'm <laughs> what are my other guy. defining characteristics? <laughs> so I went to see this Bill Murray movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you, it is exactly what I was expecting. And it's exactly what we discussed. Uh, not a spoilery section. It is a brand spanking new movie. I would recommend going to see it. I enjoyed this film. It is funny. I don't know that there... I don't know that it's going to go down as one that I need to continue to go back and check out for either its horror qualities or its comedy qualities. There's just... The synergy isn't quite there. There are independent moments for really every character in the movie that are awesome. And there are a couple novel things which you always want to see with a a movie that is from this subgenre, which is so rampant. Uh, but yeah, Mark, kind of like you were saying, you were curious to see if it would just not coalesce into something that made sense or it would fall flat and the humor wouldn't work. I wouldn't say that the humor doesn't work. I just wouldn't say that it is a steam engine. I was going to ask if you sense. thought it was a steam engine. Uh, it's <laughs> not a steam engine. engine. That was a garbage analogy. Uh, what was I, a freight train of comedy? I have no idea what, what you're I talking think you're about. Hey, I have something to tell it you. Not, it's not greater than the sum of its parts. It's just yeah, exactly what... I, to say synergy, yes, yeah. doesn't have that. Yes. Uh, there's something we did not discuss that is not a spoiler. This is not a cameo role for this individual, but guess who's in this movie? Mm. Barack that we did not discuss. River Phoenix. Just go ahead and guess. River Phoenix. That's a terrible guess. Mark, <laughs> would you venture a guess? Uh, you have one guess. Don Rickles. Larry Fessenden's in this movie <laughs> for a substantial <laughs> amount <yeah>. of time. <laughs> and I was not surprised. <laughs> he just happened to be there, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have a good time. It's been uh, a minute I- since we've had a Fessenden sighting. It- it's been a minute. He was doing this, I guess. I don't know. This is a definite recommend, uh, but it's not the best thing you've ever seen for, like, in terms of an ensemble cast. They ch- Everybody gives you something, but it's not, there's, the synergy's just not there. I don't know. Interesting. I have one more if you want to hear about it. I do. This one is one that's been popping up on a bunch of lists of like, hey, you need to go see this movie. This is one of the best movies of 2019. Horror. Hagazusa. Oh, oh sure. yeah, okay. The Hagazusa colon A Heathen's Curse. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, It's on Shudder, and I was looking for something else, and I found it, and I was like, whatever. I heard something about needing to watch this, so I'm going to watch this. This is a gorgeous movie. Okay. It's it, it's a gorgeous movie and not an English language movie, right? It is not. It is in I don't know. It takes place in like the 15th century in the Alps. Mm. It's Austrian. Okay. This is literally a student film. Okay. Hmm. Uh but I mean it looks like top notch. Like things do not look more beautiful than this movie from a film and cinematography wow. standpoint, but it is an art film. This is this takes Think of The Witch, because this is a movie, this is not a spoiler, that deals with witchcraft and, like, the Dark Ages. That was my assumption just based on the title, maybe because of the word hag in there? When I don't I, know. Well, Hagazoo, but when I hear Hagazoo, I think it's going to be some weird fill-in-the-blank exploitation movie. Oh, I didn't. You did? Hag- Why would you go there? Zusa, Zusa, I don't know. I, I, that... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. When I, I I don't know, Mark. I don't fucking know. You're asking me to come up with things. Jake is sweating profusely. <laughs> it is so hot. I've, my stride has been broken for minutes. I am pouring sweat, like literally pouring sweat. It um, kind of looks like you're sunburned too. Are you sunburned? 
No, not really. Okay. <laughs> Are you developing a sunburn while you're sitting well, here indoors? I, I, I think I might have. Part of that stroke. is also that half of the audio panels in the room are red, so they're they're reflecting that light. It's just more pronounced since he's all wet. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I don't even know where to go from this. Think of The Witch. Okay. This movie makes The Witch look like a fucking thrill ride. <laughs> Jesus. I, now, I haven't seen The Witch yet. Oh, that's um, weird. But, really? Uh, you should probably see The Witch. Not yeah. in any state of sobriety. It's easy to get to. I mean, it's on Netflix now, right? Yeah. Anyway, this is Shutter exclusive, at least for now. I think one thing that I do want to mention is that I like that Shutter is continuing to go and get movies that are worth seeing. I do think this is worth seeing, but you got to know what you're getting into. Like, this is an <laughs> art film that is in a foreign language, and it is fucking slow. Okay. But there are, more, there are definitely morsels there. It does do a good job of building dread. Uh, fairly horrific shit happens. The atmosphere is is top notch, but it's it's slow. If you don't like slow and you don't like foreign language, this is not going to be for you. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all I had this week. Yeah, but it sounds like it is an overall recommend, at least if you know what you're getting into. Uh, very very tentative. <laughs> I don't I don't think this is going to be for all that many people, but sure. it's it's notable. So all right, well that's uh pretty good. I'm gonna go next. I've got a few things going on. Only one movie, and I'll start with that. I was reading an article, I don't know, it was on, uh, like, not Deadspin, but one of those, like, Deadspin used to be Gawker-esque websites about the Blair Witch Project is 20 years old, and I was like, holy fuck. And after uh, recovering from the existential crisis of that movie being 20 years old, I decided it was time to give that one another rewatch. Um, and I own it on Amazon, so I uh, tossed it on late night, and, uh, God, that's a good movie. It's just a good movie. Holds right up. Heather's annoying. Yep. <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're you. all pretty annoying. Thank you, Mark, because uh, Jake just stared at me and drank a beer. That's his My move. That's his go-to down. move. My brain is shutting down. <laughs> but in any case, um, come to find out, it's not actually 20 years old until like mid-July. So this uh, Gawker Media website article lied to me, but that's fine. Uh, who gives a shit? It's close. It's enough. a month away. Yeah, Fuck. summer of 20 years ago. I mean, it, yeah. they could be doing, it is a horror movie, so it's, you know, release date is a little bit ambiguous. Maybe they're talking about when it originally mm. premiered. This one was ago. less so, though. It was a simpler time, also. R- this wasn't a festival movie. This wasn't an, this was just like a theaters and it's probably real movie. But also, we were 10, so probably wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I think this did a festival thing. Okay. For a bit. Yeah. I saw I, it at I, the Shakespeare I, Festival, kind of. What? They did a parody of it in one of their oh. things. Oh, uh, the the Fool Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Okay, <laughs> that's a very specific joke and a reference, and that's uh, it, no one that's will fine. get. Uh, we've talked about the Blair Witch Pro- Blair Witch Project enough, though. So I read a couple of books as well. God damn it! A couple what? of. I like reading. Yes, I did read two books. Nerd. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Fucking uh, nerds. This is this movie is obviously based on a book. My shins are sweating. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, for that update. Um, this this is a book by Jay Anson. Um, it's it's pretty kind of an interesting story there. He like got the rights from the the people the the Lutzes to whom it happened, and then wrote the book in like seventy seven. Uh, came out in seventy eight. The movie came out a year later. Then he died in nineteen eighty. So the author that's did? kind of yeah. The author did Jay Anson. Um, but litigation has continued about the book and the movies like to this day between the Lutzes and the the guy who committed the Amityville murders, his defense attorney 
who like helped broker the book deal and movie deal and some of the media companies involved. So that's all kind of interesting. But look, the book is well-written. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I read this like a little younger than I probably should have. And uh, man, it's a, it's a compellingly written book in that regard. Rereading it, it's full of very, very problematic stuff, especially because everybody involved continues to insist it's a true, real book, even though every edition that's come out of it changes some details in one way or another, in part based on past lawsuits. And a New York District Court judge famously said this is a work of pure fiction um, in one of the lawsuits about all this going on. So in no way a true story and problematically anti-science and pro-religion, like it adopts the stance of if you don't look at anything scientifically and skeptically, then you're an idiot. But if you foreclose the possibility of supernatural stuff, you're equally an idiot. But the way it does that fully ignores the null hypothesis. So the scientific method is still correct in the end, despite what this book says. Um, and that's <laughs> the pervasive. The flute lies yes. on the wrong side. Yes, exactly. That's pervasive and irritating throughout this book. But it is still a well-written book. It's pretty chilling, um, the things they claimed to have experienced. Also worth noting that the priest uh, upon whom the, the priest of, in the movie and book is based um, swore in, in uh, his affidavit that he never set foot inside that house. Uh, the one who heard the voice of, like, get out. Um, that predicates much of the book. But it's an interesting read. I think it grabbed me a lot when I was a kid because I did think it was real and I was apt to believe all that shit. It's irritating from a from a skeptical perspective as an adult, um, but still a spooky book. It's because you have no wonder left in your heart, Jack. That's true. I am pretty much dead. The inside. world has just taken it and thrown <laughs> the world it as a vampire. Fucking, it kicked that fucker in the river. It kicked that all fucker that right into the creek. Yep. Um, yeah, the creek. I can't even make. <laughs> I can't even quote things correctly because my brain is fucking being fried like an egg on the sidewalk. Oof. But, um... Also, you read something else? <laughs> Great. Yes, I did. <laughs> Tell There's, me about it. The preface to this edition of the Amityville Horror I read indicated that Jay Anson titled, modeled the title after the Dunwich Horror, uh, the H.P. Lovecraft book, uh, which got me thinking it's been a while since I read the Dunwich Horror. Sure. So I reread the Dunwich Horror. Man, this is an underrated H.P. Lovecraft story. It's Holy not, shit, it's, it's that good. long, right? No, it's not that long. It's, an, like, at best a novella. Maybe not even that. Yeah. Um, at it's best a novella. I mean, at longest a novella. I'm yeah, it makes it sound worse. shitty. <laughs> but uh, it's a fantastic goddamn story. And uh, if you haven't read this one, this is like, it is mired in the world of H.P. Lovecraft's, like, mythos. But it's not so dependent on it that you won't know what's going on if you haven't read the rest of it. Like, it references the old gods and all that shit. But you don't need that knowledge to understand the story. Good, because I have not read any H.P. Lovecraft. I don't read a lot. I'm not as literate as you are. Um, but I, I have been interested in this one. The only thing I know about the Dunwich Horror is the things that I have absorbed from playing various levels of Fallout. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but this is this is a great story. Uh, and, and rereading it, it's funny to see how much stuff like owes at least some inspiration to the Dunwich Horror story. It's fantastic. In that regard, so without getting huge. too spoilery, what what elements come from the book? So there, there's a lot of a lot of things about like people being different without knowing why they're different. Some of the mm. the twist. This book has a sort of twist ending, and that shows up a lot of times too. It's just it the 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 mood and tone. I think owe a lot. A lot of things owe their mood and tone to this, and are trying to emulate it, and it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. 
No, really cool story. So that's what I've got going on. Mark, what has been rocking your horror world? Uh, I have a favor to ask. Could one of you tell me how many movies I should talk about? Uh, three, please. We've been talking for 23 minutes already. So Okay, I have three and a half things to talk about. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first thing is that I did leave a video game off the list from last week's E3 that I wanted to bring back up, which is the Dark Pictures uh, colon Man of Medan. So these, this is a new series that's coming out from uh, the people who I think is Hourglass Studios or something like that. The ones that made Until Dawn, which okay. is the game with, <laughs> I think Jack, just Jack, had a mini Jack is highly familiar with this game. Uh, no, it's just I've spent a lot of time I'm with just, it. It's so hot. <laughs> it's, it's The heat is hitting me now. It was the one that uh, we talked about on this podcast a while ago. We, this is actually one of the few that we've like written up for our podcast, but or our, I guess our website. But it was uh, it's you know a bunch of kids go up into a cabin and it's all very cinematic and it's all based on quick time events or whatever. It has Rami Malek in it, that type of stuff. Um, so it's Hayden not really a Pan- game. Hayden Panettiere. It's and not really it, a I game, guess. is what you're telling me. It's very it's very gamey. It's like a, Jack, like a, a duck meat. I mean, it's not your traditional like Rudy Tooty point like shooty type shit. He said it's like duck meat, but duck meat isn't what people often call gamey. Like, yeah, this is like the go-to gamey thing. Fine, it's like no. rabbit then, whatever. Bison or rabbit, yeah. Okay, it's like My rabbit. Mammals. It's very gamey. Bison's not that gamey. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, it is, I mean, it's sort of an atypical presentation. It's sort of a gamified movie type thing, but I, it, whatever. They're fun to play, and I mean, my wife has played through that thing like four times now, so... Uh, they have a new one out. I think it's about like some. They're definitely under the ocean exploring a ship. I got nice. vibes of it from like Sphere, but if Sphere were more supernatural than Alien type of thing. So I mean, I'm actually really looking forward to that. I like their first book or their first game a lot. I also like underwater scary things, dude. It's- underwater, just underwater levels on normal games are fucking terrifying. Yes, like Mario. Jesus. Uh, I'm trying to think back. Hold on. I'm trying to think back to like the scare. Yes, Super Mario 64 underwater shit wasn't even meant to be that scary. I was scared of the it. The fucking yeah, I hated man. it. I hated it. I hated the water temple in Zelda Ocarina of the Time. The water fucking temple. Oh, my God. I hated it. Yeah. I hated having to do any diving stuff. You remember having to go and dive for like the extra thing of heart, like the heart piece? Yeah, sure. And do. there's the shark behind the. It's just like this pixelated shark behind bars, and I was so scared. Fucking. Wait, wait, wait. Are you wait. talking about Mario? No, I'm also talking about Zelda in this. Instance. There was a shark behind bars in Zelda? In the building with like the old uh, dude. And if you dove in his tank, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he was yeah, also yeah, yeah, at Lake yeah. Hyrule. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Dude, the the lab, the aquatic research lab. Yes. Yeah, that guy. I gotcha. Okay, Fuck. took a minute. Anyway, yeah, that's that's, that's that was the a fun game. Uh, <laughs> so that's out there. That's again the Dark Pictures, which I think is the name of the series they're going to put out. This one specifically called Man of Medan. Um, as far as movies I've watched. I, I'm going to start with this one. This has been on my list for a um, number of months now. I lost a bet a while ago to Jack, I think. It was definitely Oh, this Jack. was during the period I was feeling kind, and I gave you one oh. that you wanted to see anyway? No, 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 no. This is a, one of the ones that was a full panic maneuver, and you gave one of me one of my bottom ones. What do you mean? Oh, fuck yeah. Jack. <laughs> Jackass. I win uh, a lot of bets, Jake. Fuck you. Oh, I cannot remember what the what the genesis of the bet was. Uh, he was I'm, just upset that you didn't assume you lost a bet to him. No, I didn't. He doesn't have to assume that he lost it to me. He just was so dismissive of me as a human. No, the reason I knew that is because you would go through more effort than picking a bottom, a random bottom one for me. That's fair. I also don't bet very often. Unless very someone m- just yells the word bet and then tells you you just bet. That was A Jedi mind trick of betting. I still haven't even fucking 
Oh, no, that was a different one. I still haven't watched one of the movies. If it wasn't so fucking me. hot in here, I'd try to use his loopiness to my advantage again and do it. But it's so hot, I'm going to screw it up and end up I'm, betting see, I'm myself. getting better now. I've uh, stopped sweating, which might be a good thing. I've started sweating It might a be a now. terrible thing. My <laughs> yeah, body sure might actually be sweating and you're having heat stroke. It's, that's like one of the initial signs that you're having heat stroke. He's I, shivering now. I think <laughs> I'm having He's taking all of his clothes off. <laughs> he's saying he's too for, cold. For the record, I am probably having heat stroke. Continue. <laughs> I watched the movie Amityville Murders from 2018, uh, which is a fictional, obviously a fictionalized account of the of the murder that happens at the beginning of this of the Amityville horror, the Ronald DeFeo side of things. Yes, yes, yeah, and that happens in the Amityville horror too. Okay, good to know. I, I mean, <laughs> the funny thing about the I, the Amityville franchise, I don't even know if it's a franchise because it seems like they're all made by different people. But uh, there's too fucking many of them, and in order to get to this one, on my slow-ass smart TV, I had to type all the way through Amityville M before the actual like suggestion <laughs> came up, and that took all together too long to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that I realized from that exercise was that there's 20 different Amityville mo- movies, probably, yeah. at least. Oh, why? We're, we're going to get into that when we start why? talking about this fucking movie. Okay, uh, the other thing I wanted to say is that this movie has an 8% on Rotten Tomato. Eight zero eight percent Hell yeah. Uh, and I had to pay $5 to watch it. <laughs> oh! Oh. Uh, do not appreciate it. This is a terrible movie. I would have contributed to that 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, this is like the level of acting they have here is I don't think any of these people actually have the Long Island accent that they wanted. So, but they still made them do the Long Island accent, and as a result, it came out kind of British at times. <laughs> the other thing what? they do here that I found particularly offensive was you don't remember in like elementary school when you would do the school play and the script would read like get interrupted or whatever. Like the stage direction is that the person speaking gets interrupted by another character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the the kid who had that line that was getting interrupted always just stopped talking like three seconds before they actually got interrupted. <laughs> That's the exact thing that happens in this movie. Like you can tell that they were supposed to come in and be interrupted and the person just stops talking. And then there's two seconds of silence. And the other person is like, but wait, <laughs> something. That's pretty great. Uh, ah. The only redeeming quality of this movie is that it is only 90 minutes long. Uh, but this is easily like one of the longest ninety-minute movies you'll ever. That's experience. not a redeeming quality. That's just like normal. <laughs> That's normal. It'd be redeeming if it was like seventy-five. Uh, I'm well, so it's sorry. not that. It's a it's I'm, a long ninety. It's I am loose so 90. sorry. It's a hard ninety. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a. Uh, I had to summit this. I I knew it was going to be bad, so I actually kind of did enjoy my. I leaned into it. Uh, I got myself gin drunk. I slammed a few gin and tonics and threw this thing on. <laughs> Gins and tonic, Mark. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you for that correction. Uh, and it wasn't an altogether bad experience. The movie itself is objectively terrible, but, you know, at any time, any excuse I have to drink a few gin and tonics and then watch a bad horror movie, that's a, that's a he win for me. He just said it. He just said gins and tonics. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Is it, hot? is it hot in your room, too? Because now I feel like Jack and I are reaching a higher plane of lucidity. <laughs> yeah, I and think frankly, I'm it. ready to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no, I mean it's it's quite pleasant in here. I'm sitting next to the air exchange. There's it's cool air blowing on my legs. Mark, get through your third movie before we cycle back around to Loopy. Oh, I mean it's it's gonna be a sinusoid <laughs> the whole way through. Um, I watched also Glass. This was one of my tops from I don't know March or something like that. This is the Whenever. sequel to Split. So that's a uh, you know McAvoy, uh, Sam Jackson, 
Bruce Taylor Willis, Joy, Bruno, Sarah Paulson. What? Why are you waiting so long to talk about Bruno? Boos. Yeah, he's in there too. Bruce Fuck Willis. you. <laughs> God. I'm really vibing with Jake right now. I got to tell you what. Uh, I'm happy for you. You should be. Continue. <laughs> uh, this is co- sort of exactly what I think we were all expecting it to be. It is really mostly an action movie that's set in a horror-ish world. It's an M. Night Shyamalan thing. So, I mean, he has his ways of telling stories that do make things tense and uh, kind of exciting in that way. And obviously, like, the way... I don't, Again, we're not really spoiling stuff here, but there's a lot of captivity in this movie... Uh, which you can get directly from the trailer. And like the way they have the individual cells set up for people to stay in is pretty interesting and uh, entertaining. And I mean, McAvoy's performance of just pulling out, you know, random people that he just portrays in different ways is continues to be just absolutely stunning. Um, Yeah. This is a very entertaining movie. I liked it. I don't think it was, the twist was pretty telegraphed from, uh, the middle or so of the movie. I mean, you kind of you kind of get a sense for where they're going to take it, but uh, you know, it's still. I thought it was. I would recommend watching this movie. I got it in the mail on Netflix, so uh, you can probably go rent it wherever. Um, but give it a watch. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Nice. Okay. Last I one like I'm going to talk about is All Hallows Eve. Either of you guys it, know what I'm talking about with this one? Yeah, it's the pre. It's the precursor to Terrifier, isn't it? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. It's the genesis of Art the Clown. It has art. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I have not seen this. I have not seen this. I've heard about it, but only in the sense that it it gave us art. Yeah. Uh. So definitely, if you're gonna watch a movie with art in it, Terrifier is better. Which is a very weird sentence for me to say because that is a hard recommendation. But I also thought that movie was pretty good. I recommend watching it on a plane. <laughs> yes, on on a projector screen if you can, where, where small <laughs> children can see it. Um, this is an anthology movie, so the frame narrative here is that there's uh some kids get back from trick or treating, and one of the kids has a VHS tape in his trick or treat bag, and they put it on, uh, to watch, and it's like a series. It's kind of like VHS, I guess, in that way. It's a series of like short films on the VHS tape. Uh, and each each film is not directly about Art the Clown, uh, but features Art the Clown in like some subtle background way. And then, you know, as you would expect, Art the Clown then shows up so- toward the end of the movie and starts terrorizing people. Um, not too bad of an anthology movie. They they're they're relatively varied. Uh, it is super low budget, so just keep that in mind. I watched this on Amazon Prime for free if you're at least remotely interested. But it is just bear in mind this is it's a pretty fucking brutal movie. Um, I don't have a whole lot else to say. There's some ultra violence, some good old fashioned ultra violence in this one. Um, so this came out before Terrifier. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. Yeah. This 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 is from 2013. Art. Uh, interesting. Uh, ultra violence in a movie that. The frame narrative is kids went trick or treating. Has my curiosity peaked? <laughs> because that leads me to believe there could be some ultra violence involving children, and that is woof. Well, maybe give this one a dive. An interesting time to pick to watch this one. Anything about that? Um, no. I was I was shuffling through Amazon Prime a while back, just the stuff that's like available in the horror section. I think they dropped a bunch of like newer ones that I hadn't really seen. Got and it. I mean, I like I said already, I'm kind of a fan of the Terrifier movie. This is this very prominently features Art the Clown and like it's like splash screen and I was like okay sure I want to see where this came from yeah Terrifier is a pretty good movie and Art the Clown is one of the best parts of that movie so yeah exactly uh, well, that's, they it's do about a lot him of... what do you mean <laughs> what what do you mean the, one the, of the like, best character design 
of Art the Clown. He's oh, a great okay. villain. Great. How villain. he looks. I was going to say, isn't the whole movie about art? Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. I haven't seen Terrifier yet, so. Uh, so the only they, they do a lot of like weird kind of literally hard to watch visual effects since you're technically supposed to be watching this on a VHS or whatever. They like make it seem like it's VHS quality. They lower the frame rate and they add some like the janky visual tracking stuff, which I yeah, like, sure, take it or yeah. leave it. I guess it's kind of good for immersion, but it also is just kind of annoying because I'm aware of the fact that I'm watching an HD stream of a movie. So well, is it a good way to hide flaws due to low budget? Yeah, I think so. It, I mean, okay. it's, it doesn't completely get rid of them, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it aids in it. It's what it's. It, they did what they could with it. Okay, cool. So there you have it. I watched Glass, All Hallows, even the Amityville Murders. Very solid. Wow. And now it's got to be time to get the feature presentation. Wow. Over at EasyHorror.com this week, we watched 1979's The Amityville Horror, which, uh, Mark, this was your pick and you hadn't seen it before. That's correct. Why'd you pick this one? Because I hadn't seen it before. Duh. <laughs> um, I mean, in short, that is why I picked it. There's, uh, it. there's a short list of horror classics that I've never really gone back and watched, and I'm slowly piecing my way through them. Any also, particular... Uh, I did also know that I had to watch Amityville Murders as a result of that lost bet, and I figured I might as well tie the two together. There you go. Yeah. Any particular summer connection or just on the list? Just on the list. Okay. Well, Jake, had you seen this before? I'm guessing yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw it before, too, when I was pretty it's, young. It's been a while. Yeah, I can't pinpoint exactly when I saw it, but I was I was a kid, for sure. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I don't remember. I, didn't, I could not have told you much in detail about this movie, but you kind of know the gist. You you get it. It's yeah. a horror classic. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's based on true events. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, though, you did pick this, so you know what that means. You're gonna have to hit us with a 30 second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's gonna start when you start. George and Kathy Lutz buy a house and then move in with their. Uh, three kids i think um they are basically trying to make it work they're a little stretched financially but they're having a good time before eventually they kind of start to hallucinate and crazy shit starts to happen a priest tries to bless the house and gets fucked by flies and a bunch of other scary ghosty shit uh eventually as their lives begin to unravel one of the friends of george or i guess his business partner's wife comes over finds a mystery room in the basement what they figure out was actually like it's the red room it's possessed time. by a demon that's been fucking with them. <laughs> and then they leave. I mean, better. You got closer to the end than I expected. It you know, you when th- you guys go, I actually hold up the timer to the screen so you can see like where you were doing, well, like, how are you doing? I had nothing there. Yeah, but I think that's to fuck with me because that always just makes me panic. I was taking my time. I thought I had a good pace. I thought I had probably like at least four seconds left. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, that is basically the resolution. They find this ha- the room in the basement that is like the, has the well that's filled with oil or Satan, uh, and then uh, they get the fuck out. Yeah, run the hell away, which is they oil smart move or Satan, <laughs> oil or Satan. <laughs> Any major points that I should have covered? There's a lot more religion in here than I let on. Yeah, you got the priest fly thing, and that's clearly the most important plot point. So. Clearly, you, I mean, you spent the most time on it. Got fucked by flies. Took you about five seconds. Well, I mean, he did. They spent they their fly budget for this movie was through the roof. Flies are notoriously expensive, Mark. The yeah, director has 
the director has said he was terrified of bugs, and so he kind of just had to close his eyes and hope the shot looked good. He also says he lost 30 pounds while filming this movie what? because every time they filmed with flies, he couldn't eat for two days. Why didn't he just have, like, a bee unit do it? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. What an idiot. <laughs> you could have avoided so much strife. It was the 70s. They were all on quaaludes. I still don't know what quaaludes are. Downers. Oh, okay. Just like a, <laughs> just like a drug. I think that's what they. I think they're they're the downers. They're the pills referred to as blues from the movie Quadrophenia. If that helps you at all, it does not help me. <laughs> I've never. Okay, we're going down a, the wrong path here. I am unable to talk about any movie relating to the Who. <laughs> any Jesus. rock operas? It's not really a rock opera. Okay, but oh my god, what type? He of just said he's unable to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Hey, Mark. Yes. Oh, my God. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Uh, supernatural. Yep. Classic. Classic. Yep. Like religious. Yep. Oh. It's a very religious Well, I know, movie. but is that a thing? Yeah, we have it on sub, the list. Sub, 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 sub. Uh, I mean, it has. Yeah, fine. I guess it's loosely religious. There's a whole dramatic action shot of the cross being upside down in black. I thought you were going to go with the dramatic shot of the priest screaming prayers in a church while a statue explodes. That too. Holy shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it is probably a religious uh, movie. You guys aren't going to like this, but independent? Uh, no, it's true in this case. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's uh, what do you call it? The historians have been proven to be true or something. <laughs> Historically accepted by proven <laughs> oh scholars. The general historic uh, there, historians. There are, yeah, there are peer-reviewed articles the, about its truth. The Wikipedia page for this movie says that it set the record for an indep- for like uh, revenue from an independent movie until Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> in 1990. Wait, that was an independent movie? How was that an independent movie? I don't know. That's what Wikipedia said. I, also, I don't think it was... I don't think it necessarily said that it was overtaken by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It just said until Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is just another quick PSA for, like, in general, the truth level of Wikipedia is I trust that shit. I definitely do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia is good. Yeah. Don't give me that shit, Mark. You're like a teacher in high school. When we were in high school, distressing amount of time ago. (laughs) I'm like a teacher from a high school? Yeah, you can't use Wikipedia as a source. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to use Wikipedia. Wow. I wrote a paper on why it was acceptable to use Wikipedia. Okay, good. Great. And you cited, but Mark, problematically, you only cited to Wikipedia throughout that whole paper. Uh, that's true. It was one line long. It's because Wikipedia <laughs> says so. That paper was begging the question. Uh, No, it wasn't. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> okay. I still don't understand how to use that phrase. <laughs> it's fine. He has literally I think no it was idea. questioning the beggar. <laughs> that's what it was. Yep, yeah. That's what yeah, it was. Exactly. Uh, I don't think there's any other subgenres. Uh, I've like, lost track ha- of haunted what house. Said. Is a haunted house movie? Yeah, yeah. Spooky stuff going on in a house. Yeah, the house has eyes, Jack. It has eyes. I mean, a pig inside the house has eyes. Yeah, what the? Like, okay, pin in that. That it, well, the house has eyes, ish. The hills have it, eyes. That everything has eyes, apparently. <laughs> but the especially humans this have house. Eyes. Fuck. Also true. Except the priest goes blind at one point, maybe. Or is that in the book? He I still has eyes. His eyes don't leave his body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we think the movie does right? Are we ready to go there? It's uh, so hot yes, in here, we Mark. Are, please. You have to start taking the reins here, Mark. This is impossible for us. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I'm too cold, actually. That's a problem. I should go put on more clothes. Let's talk more about the fly scene. Yes. That's a great scene. It is a good, legitimate scene. That is a good horror scene. Yeah. And this is a movie that I'm not trying to, spo- rating spoilers, I think is a little bit bereft of good horror scenes. Yes. But this is a, that is a genuinely good little thing. Yeah. I'm also kind of loath that words are gone. Vignette. Sure. That's not what I was looking for. Novella? <laughs> no. Not that at all. Okay. Uh, I, I'm a little loath to call them practical effects, but they are. I mean, they just released a whole shitload of flies the, in the there. Are the flies props? No. Are they costuming? No. Maybe. They're actors. In that case, maybe. They might. Well, yes. They might be costuming. Can they be actors and costuming? Under current sad they rules. Am I right, boys? Look, yeah. they, slathered, they slathered honey on that guy's dome. They sure did. I thought you were going a different direction with that. <laughs> I mean, they might have done that, too. You didn't see down there. <laughs> I guess you didn't. You don't know the priest didn't dip his balls in honey. He's a priest, man. He's got to get his kicks where he can. <laughs> but dipping, uh, I'm uncomfortable. I, I, I still think that would break the vow of chastity, for the record. Yeah, I am, too, now that I think about the fact that priest equals Catholic. But that didn't cry. Hold on. <laughs> Why? What? A, a that didn't cross your mind already. And B, why does that specifically change your understanding of the vow of chastity? No, it, it, no, no, no. It had nothing to do with the vow of chastity. It had to do with balls and things. I wasn't thinking about Catholicism uh, and right. people of the cloth when I made the joke. God damn it! Fuck, Mark. You got to take it there. For the record, you're the wrong here, Jake. That was nonsense. Uh, Mark took it there. <laughs> I the thing I like about that scene is obviously the priest does get out. I wasn't I, like I said I'd never seen this movie before, so I wasn't sure if they were just gonna kill him off in like the first scene or whatever. And I was thinking about how off-putting it would be. You move into a house. They hadn't really established that they were expecting this priest to come over. And when he comes over, he like knocks on the door, no one answers, and then he just sort of walks in. But like, so you buy a house, you unpack for a little bit, and then you go out and play in the yard, have some beers. You come back in, and there's just a dead stranger priest in one of your bedrooms. <laughs> Covered in flies, presumably. <laughs> so, I mean, they they don't really make a big deal out of this in the movie, which is very strange. But in the book and in and in uh, according to the author, real life, the she, the wife, was Catholic, made him convert to Catholicism, and then called the priest over to bless the house after they learned of the murders. Like she needed her priest that she trusted to come bless the house. It's kind and of that a big deal. Sorta comes out, I guess, it, later it on does. in the movie that she's like familiar with this guy and that he's helped around the past and all this other shit but i know we're not in this segment yet but this movie spends way too long in the later parts of it focusing on the priest put a pin in that yeah put a pin in that that's gonna come (laughs) up later uh margot kidder's acting is fantastic in this movie yeah she was also great in black christmas Uh, she's a she's a good actress i enjoy watching her yeah yeah i agree and she is Kind of the the lone shining beacon of good acting in this movie. Brolin, man. Brolin's he fine. Brolin. He's fine sometimes, and sometimes I'm thinking specifically of the scene when he's looking for the money. He's like, what? No! Where is it? I, I think he's very it's tired. Terrible. Yeah, I think for the most part the acting is a boon for this movie, though. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, definitely. And fuck, man, Brolin. A Brolin, yeah. Brolin. My notes, by the way, this Brolin is the only time that I can get it. Yeah, dude, my notes went off the rails when I was watching this. Care to give us, let's just time out from Does Right for a second. Give us a good selection. My first, oh, okay, here you go. I'm actually going to give you like just a list here. My first one was all caps bro space Lynn. 
hyphen Jeremy Lin just won an NBA championship, period. Fucking Lin sanity, period. <laughs> Next bullet. Don't trust a house with windows for eyes. It'll fuck you every time. Smart. Next one. Yo, that blood looks like trash, whatever. Next one. I want a dog that wants a Frisbee. Meh. <laughs> Next one, side Check. pigtails are bullshit. <laughs> and then the next one is that flannel jeans, hair facial, hair combo, R, fire sign emoji. And then cats suck. I, it continues ooh, for some time like ooh. this. I have a I, one of my notes. I got real toasty. Uh, Jake, would you, read, would you read the fourth note down? The fourth bullet? Fuck cats. Fuck cats. So... I don't even remember what you guys are referencing. There was a cat in this movie? Yes. Oh. It assaulted James Brolin. Makes sense. Yeah. He was possessed. That's Josh no, no, Brolin's way father. before he was possessed. Yeah, no, he's he was like, possessed. He was one of the possessed. first times he's checking out the boathouse, that like animatronic cat with enormous fucking eyes, like Meow! in the window. It's so annoying sounding too. Yeah, it's a cat. Cats are <laughs> uh, fuck you guys. Oh, <laughs> okay. Cats are fuck you guys. In any case, to get this back on the rails, uh, acting, yes, Boone, continue. Yeah, I think another good thing about the movie, as much as. The book is hugely problematic for claiming to be based on a real story and lying about a lot of the stuff and changing details around. This movie benefits from being based on true events and kind of like cementing a cultural touchstone of American folklore. So I have a question about this. This is interesting because this is a movie that, as we've said, is a classic. We potted it there. Uh, Therefore, I think that it's an accepted statement to say that this is among the earlier versions of based on a true story type things, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. In the earlier pool of those, at least. It, it, I can't think of anything, like, before this that's it, truly, it, it yeah. doesn't... Okay, I mean, didn't they do I mean. the, the Texas Fuck. Chainsaw Massacre had a little sure, bit of... Sure, sure. I'm not... Uh, it doesn't matter. It's early. It's early in that thing. But I think that it's a little bit spoiled because of where we are now to where I am affected by that and I really shouldn't be. Maybe. Because I think what you're saying is, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But now it's like, su- my brain is hardwired to be turned off by that. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to enter a movie and see that and then be on, like, a, a positive wavelength. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Mark, you talked about over, or you talked about 20 movies being based on the Amityville murders before. Uh-huh. And, like, the book, The Amityville Horror. How many mo- movies do you think were actually based on it? Based, based on what? What do you mean by on, on on the Amityville murders, those killings? How, like, what do you mean by based on like that the Amityville, the Awakening, or whatever that one that came out like two years ago? Does that count? It's not really ab- like it's in the house. Absolutely, is I it mean, okay? I'll put it this way: there's a Wikipedia page for list of films based on the Amityville that horror. Is, book. That's that's a problem right there. <laughs> I, honestly, okay, so we're talking about ones that that's the focal point. Yeah, that those killings or though a, a, a sequence of those killings or a continuation 16. of those killings. Okay, Mark, do you have a guess? 17. Fuck you, Price 23. Is yeah, Fuck Mark you. wins. You're, you're such a bitch. And uh, if uh, Future Jack, you could cue me up with a little lightning round music here, I'm going to read you the list of titles nice. that, uh, that are based on this film. So we got the Amityville Horror, Amityville 2, The Possession, Amityville 3D, Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, The Amityville Curse, Amityville, It's About Time. What? <laughs> July 1992. Amityville, A New Generation. Amityville Dollhouse. The Amityville Horror, the 2005 remake. The Amityville Haunting. The Amityville Asylum. Amityville Death House. The Amityville Playhouse. Amityville colon Vanishing Point. The Amityville Legacy. The Amityville Terror. Amityville colon No Escape. 
Amityville colon Evil Never Dies, Amityville Exorcism, Amityville Prison, Amityville colon The Awakening, Amityville colon Mount Misery Road, and finally the Amityville Murders. I have a question. <laughs> yes, sir. Can you please tell me what the synopsis for Amityville It's About Time is? I knew you were going there. <laughs> I already have it pulled up. Jacob Sterling brings home a mysterious clock from the infamous Amityville house, not knowing that it's haunted by <laughs> demonic spirits. <laughs> it's literally, it is about time. <laughs> it's right there the on the tin, Jake. I like it is this about time. a lot more now. <laughs> This, for the record, we're in what the movie does right right now, and this is a... No, this is horrible, we're but I a... do like that it's like a, a cultural touchstone of American folklore. Like, oh, the Amityville killings are now American folklore, uh, largely based on this book and movie, okay. which came out kind of contemporaneously. For the record, the only three that are necessarily in the same universe are Amityville Horror, the Amityville Horror 2, and the Amityville Horror 4. What about the remake? I feel like that, therefore, has to be... It's. I mean, it's a remake, so it, it it's... Not in the it same counts. universe as the first films. It's, its own. It's a rebooting of the universe. It's like a new Big Bang. Sure. Where it's like the Big, Big Bang Theory. It's have like any the of them? Have any of the movies actually focused on like the old school, uh, like the original witch guy? Uh, yes. His name was? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's Amityville Two. Uh, focuses on the, the original murders. Yeah. No, oh. no, 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 no! Not Ron DeFeo. I mean, like the OG guy, the one who is possessing the house and how he was exiled from the land or whatever. I think that might be four. <laughs> okay, I love the gas. Jake has just shown me a distressing picture. <laughs> this picture is from that movie. Yeah, listener, Mark has sent us an image of 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 a of an. Oh, it's an image of. <laughs> oh my God, Amityville. Jake. It's about time. I don't know. Uh, it's like the second. If you go to IMDb and you go to Amityville, it's about time. It's like the second this picture looks- on there. Awesome! It does look so... It looks like a fucking Carpenter movie. That image, that's still... There's more action in that than this whole fucking movie had. Hell yeah, there is, yeah. Oh, let's continue. What I, else does this movie do uh, right? I uh, I do like the amount of just persistent shit they have happening in the back. Like, I, we'll talk about this a little bit later. I don't think they have a great way of getting between the individual things that happen, but I do appreciate that they're there. Everything from, I mean, you have imaginary friends, you have the random black sludge stuff showing up like in the toilet and then later on. That's Uh, a great scene, yeah. You have the nightmares in general, out-of-control car that the priests are driving. You have his burnt hands, locked doors, and shutting and opening doors, general level of sickness. Uh, You have the windowsill shutting on the kids' hands, the flies. James Brolin just continuously losing his fucking mind. Uh yeah exactly um the missing cash scene too I mean the missing cash scene is kind of funny but just the stuff like it, the fact that they're not hitting the same beat over and over again they're coming up with I, I'll talk about this every time we talk about possession movies of just demons fucking with people I always like the various ways that are that come up with and not just hitting one note over and over and over again yeah no they do a very good job with that and I mark to pile on there I like the sequence of it and I especially like the increasing obsession James Brolin has with sharpening the axe and cutting wood to keep the house warm and it won't stay warm. That's yeah, a good point. Continuing to revisit that's a good that. Point. I hadn't really thought of that, but that's good. It's a nice, like, continue, it's because they're developing it, but it's nice to return to that well every yeah. so often. And just kind of showing how bad the neurosis is getting. Yeah. Yeah. Because initially yeah. it's just like, whatever, the guy wants to chop some wood. I've, I've been there. I have a stressful totally. evening. I need to chop some fucking wood. Yeah. That dude- mm, I'm going to wait. <laughs> You're going to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot else it does right. 
Uh, the other thing I'll add here is that I like that the power of the house extends beyond the property line. Like, it'd be one thing if it was just, like, you had to leave, but it is pretty clear that the demonic influence in the house is able to, like, reach out and go into churches and whatever, you know, on the roads, it, anywhere it wants to. Yeah, it certainly gives it more power. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, when I watched it, I don't know that I would agree with that, but what you're saying is objectively more intimidating. For it, it to is. be more powerful, yeah. it is more intimidating. So I agree with that, but when I watch it, I don't know that I felt the same way. I don't know. It's also something that has been ruined by the real-life things around it because the Lutzes claimed for a few years that they were pursued by it to a hotel and to their next house, and then they backed off that claim and claimed they never made that claim after that or something like that. So, Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit rough in terms of that. But I do like it in the film. I like that... Well, and if you're I, if you're like me and you don't read the book behind it before you see the movie, then you don't know that thing, and you're okay with it still. Sure, I, I don't like. I mean, you mean like anyone? It else becomes problematic yes, exactly. when they continue to focus on what happens to the priest, which maybe we're at that point now of transitioning. But yeah, I think we can go there with what the movie does middle. Okay, yeah, and uh, to be clear, I don't have anything it does middle. I want to talk about the score. Uh, it's mostly good, but. At the end, after the axe murder nightmare thing, and it rolls in with some girl singing the like the la 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 la, like the very whimsical thing. I don't care for it. It starts off so whimsical. Yeah, it is. Yeah, peak whimsy. And uh, you're at the height of the Amity Calamity, and you're hitting me with peak whimsy. <laughs> the Amity Calamity. Wow, I'm surprised that wasn't a subtitle for one of those fucking That's, movies. Yeah, seriously. How's that Give possible? It time. Give it time. It'll come that out. sounds like a wrestler. Amity <laughs> Calamity. God damn it, man! What would the, there what is would the a, signature? There's be? a look. This is whatever. I'm gonna say it. Don't fucking get mad at me. What do you be some joy in the world? There's a scene where he slapstick like slaps her so hard. Yes. and it is like slapstick funny. But then you're like, dude, you just slapped her really hard. <laughs> slapped your wife. Really, <laughs> so I gotta, really I gotta hard. mention it. It's terrible. because it was like but- one of those snap out of it sort of slaps. That's like in. Any sort of slapstick environment makes sense, but it is so out of place and yeah. aggressive here that you're like, that's abuse. Oh, what, <laughs> oh but I mean, the, like, it, it's kind of trying to lean on like the, the kind of he's losing his fucking mind, right? And that's part of it. It doesn't fit tonally. No, it doesn't. It's not far enough into his psychosis for yeah, it to work. Yeah, yeah, nor is it like if he was to snap and do something like, ex- I don't know. I know what they're trying to do Look, with the it. the movie does play it off like... She's having an episode, and he's trying to cure it. It's really bad. <laughs> Snap the fuck think, out of well, it. Well, I mean, the movie kind of... The, what the movie does is it leans into each individual character having their own crazy moment. Sure. So, although Brolin's, George's, like, character arc probably goes through the most exaggerated loss of sanity, each and every one of the characters in the family, and kind of outside the family, too, has their own shit where they hit a wall, Ooh. and they, like, flip the fuck out. I, I have a question for you guys. Not having read the book the the scene where they're bringing the kids home from the hospital mm-hmm. and they're talking about like isn't it weird that there are no broken bones did that strike you as strange or like yes that strike me as like why are you having this conversation i don't understand i i had the window thing as a a nitpick okay so okay yes. because it, so in the book that they he goes to great lengths to say the doctor spent a long time talking to him and figured out like there's no way that they could have achieved these injuries without also having broken the bones. 
So it's played off. It's, it's made to be a very strange thing. Like it can't have been that much force to break the skin and to cause this kind of bruising without also having broken the bone. But there's no broken bone, so it's supernatural and weird. But in the movie, they're just like, they're hurt, but they're not that hurt. Yay! <laughs> well, I mean, how does that even in a supernatural sense? How the fuck does that make sense? Because the ghost still slammed the the window shut. It's not it, like it, the ghost was holding their hand above the other hand and was like slammed the window it, on the ghost hand to hit the other hand. I, I'm not saying it makes total sense, but it does contribute to the idea of something's in there fucking with them. Yeah, but did we, I mean, okay, but we already knew that. The window was a yeah. red herring. It was a ghost with a little ghost razor blade, and then the window was a red herring. There hasn't been a window in that window for 10 years. <laughs> it's a ghost window. How you feel about making that one happen, Jack? <laughs> uh, uh, the only other one that I wanted to throw into middle was that uh, the editing, as like the very beginning of the movie, I guess after the cold open of the movie, when the, the Lutzes are touring through the house and they're just kind of walking through, I took umbrage a little bit with how aggressive they edited back in the scenes of the murder and like the stings and stuff. They're just like walking peacefully up the stairs. All of a sudden, it's like boom, violence. I thought this would have worked so much better with a cold open showing the murders and then the Lutzes moving in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think you need the cutting back. I guess they're trying to communicate that it's the same house, but still, it's like, eh, what? Yeah, didn't I don't love think that. it works particularly well. Yeah, I, I don't even know that it does middle. I think that was something that does wrong for me. I, I, I mean, I get, I guess I get why it's there, right? They're still trying to establish the presence in the house and setting the scene, like literally putting them in the setting of the murders. I just don't think it was executed particularly well. Sure, sure, that's fine. That's what I'm getting at. Now it's time to move to what the movie does wrong. Jake, give me something this movie does wrong. Uh, the audio is pretty much garbage. It's so hard yeah, to hear. I, it's, it, well, and it's one of those, I mean, this movie is from the 70s and the ADR and watching people talk when the actual audio is like four seconds removed from them saying something on screen is highly unimmersive. <laughs> I have uh, a quick question happens. for you guys. Uh, did You watch this on Amazon, I assume, right? Correct. Totes. Yeah. Has Amazon been doing a thing for you lately where you have to, you start the movie and then the audio is like legitimately five seconds behind the video and you have to like either fast forward or rewind to get it to resync? No. no. Okay, cool. Ooh. Just me then. <laughs> Neat. Update your software there, dude. How do I, how, I'm using a TV. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the TV has, I mean, if you're using a smart TV, it has software that needs updating. No, it's a, it's a mouse on a wheel that runs in the back. I have to get a new mouse. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's all I'm saying. The mouse okay. is probably dead. You <laughs> squeezed. What was the rabbit's name in Of Mice and Men? You, that Lenny squeezed too tight? Ebenezer. You squeezed Ebenezer too tight. Is that true? No, you, I don't know. You said it decisively. I don't think that's correct. Say everything with confidence, Jack. I know. You tricked me. Well, I don't think it was Ebenezer. I think it was something that was less syllables. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so continuing on our review of, of Mice and Men. Um. <laughs> Shut up, Bark. That movie made me sad. <laughs> what the fuck does the movie do wrong? <laughs> oh, I was just... I, oh, my God. I, I know what's wrong here. My phone. I just started reading my phone like nothing was happening. <laughs> <laughs> we defaulted to just millennials of just, like, not talking. And I just pulled up Reddit. I wanted to look at some shit. Mid-podcast. I was trying to figure out what the mouse is named. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or the rabbit. <laughs> fuck, it was a rabbit. Jesus Christ. I don't Christ, care, stop. Ebenezer. I'm, Mark, what does the movie do wrong? I'm losing my mind. For a movie that has pretty good interpersonal dynamics, particularly uh. between uh, George and Kathy, let me ask you this. And you guys would definitely know this because you've seen it a few times, but this is something I struggled with. How many kids do they have? 
Because I, I would argue that any number between one and four is correct. I will grant three is the number they have, but they do talk about two boys and a girl. Um, yeah. They don't really talk about how it's from her first marriage they, they, yeah. in the movie. Uh, yeah, they, there's like one line later on. You're like, uh. There's just the thing where it's she's in the like, bar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's just, in the there's just the thing where she says, "You're so bad." When he tells the real, they've told the real estate agent they're not married, and then he says, "We got three kids. They're good kids." And you, like, as the viewer, you have no idea what the fuck that joke is about. The Especially kids... because, like, you haven't even seen the kids yet, so you don't even know if he's telling the truth. Yeah, like, it's, it's such a weird choice. The yeah, only kid string. you know is there is the daughter, whatever the hell her name is, because her whole move of just sneaking the fuck up behind people is actually and, and pretty I, awesome. I will say that the first time I watched this, her the the wife's brother, Margot Kidder's brother, I thought he was like a fourth kid, a secret older fourth kid for the first time I saw this movie. Oh, well, the other one that I thought was the other the fourth kid was the babysitter who just kind of appears in a nightgown and headgear. Let's talk about how savage the headgear is. Holy shit. I know we're a little post headgear, right? When we were kids, maybe someone had headgear, but uh, I don't think I mean no, headgear was still definitely around. Man, what Dude, a I didn't see that many people with headgear. Savage period. It was just, I knew I it was like a joke. You wear it at night. I don't think it's like a 24/7 thing. Oh. What a savage thing having to wear headgear to school and shit was. Yeah. Oh my god. Look, dude, if uh, you're yeah. in an era where headgear's a thing, you might as well homeschool that kid, or you're a fucking... That's basically child abuse. It's almost child abuse, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to be clear, no, it's the, the opposite would be true. Now, if you don't get your kid headgear, that's child abuse. But that's then right. all... Well, well, now you're questioning my autonomy as a parent, Mark, and I won't yeah. have that either. I won't have that. I am sorry. Damned if true. you do, damned if you do My don't, religious Mark. beliefs are against headgear. Get the get Something it. about herd gear, some herd gear. Something about headgear, something <laughs> about herd immunity. Now get herd gear, headgear. I'm all for. What is herd gear? What you need to be a rodeo champion, I assume. Huh. <laughs> yeah, what you, about a rodeo you send clown? your kid to school wearing headgear and chaps. And that just covers the whole game. Or dress like a rodeo clown. Either or, at least they've got an identity. Look, rodeo the clowns are the real heroes in a rodeo. They and, are. And then, and then, like some bully comes up, and they're like, "Hey, brace face!" And the kid just goes, oh, <laughs> and then honks their nose. And then they're scared of the kid. Boom! <laughs> they aren't getting bullied; they're just actually in fright. <laughs> Mark, do you know what crodial clowns do? Yeah, they go like, <laughs> <laughs> onk, onk. <laughs> I don't think he knows. I have a question. Yes, sir. are you? So, for those that are scared of clowns, Mark, you need to ask the lovely wife this: Is she scared of rodeo clowns too, or are rodeo was... clowns more heroic, like they are? I mean, they are, but they're painted to look sort of like traditional clowns sometimes. Yeah, I think it's all in the paint job. She, the the thing that always got under Leslie's skin was the the like the smile, the forced smile thing. A paint job is where you jerk a rodeo clown off with paint. <laughs> that was not where I was going with that. What is happening to this podcast? <laughs> it's so hot in here. Oh, uh, well, I have another thing this movie does wrong. A to Z, heat Thank you. Corner. There's the hero we need. Fuck <laughs> yeah. rodeo clowns. There's the real hero. Uh, it's a bit heavy on the Christianity thing. Let's get into that. Oh, I don't have much to get into. God. I mean, if you are averse to having to be subjected to a lot of Christianity in a movie, then this is going to not be your time, your favorite time. I don't know. Well, not that's even the like thing, though. Like this, it does not bug me in The Exorcist. Or like the Exorcism of Emily Rose, but this movie, the director clearly has no idea what's going on with Christianity. Like, it's just, really? is that the problem? Do you think? That's I think the that problem? is the problem. It's all Why? shallow. Just like references. What would I like asking someone? What is a Christian afraid of? 
So this is okay. This, it feels is, ex- this is exposition. This is I don't think this is the director not knowing what's up with Christianity. This is writing and shit exposition. This Maybe. is another Jack thing. This is a Jack fastball. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. It I it didn't I agree with you guys, but it didn't hit me as viscerally. I was also highly toasty for like the second two thirds of this movie. <laughs> the second two thirds. I think the thing that so the like fourth and fifth sixths. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank no, what? you. For, no, what? Thank no. you for saving me. If, if, don't do the math. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is not the A to Z horror math cast. Okay, <laughs> it's a weekend. I'm not doing math. I'm not some nerd. The A to Z horror math cast. That's for the patrons. Um, <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> so, uh, the thing that I dislike about it that I think they do wrong is I I don't do the, I don't think they do enough work to actually work the religion into the plot. Like it's fully extraneous in The Exorcist. They have a whole bunch of scenes where medical professionals are like, yeah, we don't really know what's wrong. And there's the random priest in there with the doctor who's like, well, we could look at this exorcism thing. And the doctor's like, well, I mean, maybe that could work on a psychosomatic level, so we should do that. Like, they have a reason to be there. Same with the the exorcism Emily Rose is told through kind of, it's, it's you know, a retrospective on what the church did. So they were denotatively there. In this movie, you could pull out Everything that the priest does, you probably want to keep the fly scenes because that's kind of important. But like, you could pull the the whole religion angle out after that, and the movie wouldn't suffer whatsoever. Mark, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head here. Um, that was a really good point because what is scary about the Exorcist and the Exorcist of Emily Rose and the the religious aspects, especially for not hyper religious people like ourselves, is the characters feel invested in the religion. So when the religious shit happens, it feels like it hits them hard and you feel their fear. In this movie, the leads don't feel religious in any way, shape, or form. No, apart you get from... the you get the one snippet of a scene where they're like, where should we hang the family crucifix? Right, exactly. And so when the religious shit happens, you're like, that's not what's scaring them, so I'm not scared of it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's like Mac talking about his crucifix. <laughs> So bloody. We need it gigantic and bloody. <laughs> but I absolutely agree with that. Let's let we're here. The the fucking priest. He does not need to be in the second half of this movie, and like, he's in here. thirty minutes of it. And this movie's way too fucking long. I still don't understand what the point of the scene was where he's screaming the sermon in the church and the and the statues collapsing. It makes no sense. Even if you assume that it's something to do with the plot. What the fuck happens? It's just something they put in there from the book to try and lend credence. Like it's trying in the book, it's in there to try and lend credibility to tell an actual story that happened that there's some purported account of. And then in the movie, I don't know why they included it whatsoever. Like, did he win or did he did he lose? It almost seemed like yes. one of the statues was going to crumble onto him and hurt him, but that yeah, didn't but happen then it either. Falls and it's like nowhere near him. It's like <laughs> off in one of the one of the other wings. Yeah, it. It was brutal. It was brutal. Also, apparently demons can go into churches. I didn't know that. Yeah, Why? some demons can. Why, what, what's the point of a church if a demon can get in there? I don't know. Okay. Comfort. But I what's won't be comfortable if, if I know can demons get can get in there. Mm. If I believed in all that shit, I'd want to go to a place where I knew they couldn't be. Is that how that actually works, though? I have no idea. What do you mean actually works? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Is that how that made-up pseudoscience works? Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for explaining my joke, Mark. 
Someone's got to do it. He did. Point I don't it think out it clicked with Jack until I said anything. So it I mean, didn't. I like it I did didn't at all. No. Yeah, no, you actually did a service <laughs> it, for it someone made on this me, planet. It made me laugh. You <laughs> fucking crack. Someone's got to do it. There were a lot of uh, nuns can in this we... movie. One of the nuns played basketball. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a great little like background thing that was yeah, happening. Yeah, it's like I oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a penguin playing basketball. Um, while we're on talking about the priest is in here too much, what is the point of the police sergeant throughout this whole movie? Why do they keep returning to that fucking guy? I don't even remember him as a character. I, he's the mustached guy who yeah, walks in with a cigar. A, I remember him at the oh, start yeah, yeah, yeah. of the The film. guy who, who investigated the original murders. He had the thickest Long Island accent, yes. I think, yeah. of, of all the characters. And then he comes back when they need to see who blew the door off the hinges. And then he starts investigating the priest. And then they kind of just leave his plot unresolved. <laughs> I that's, assume he comes back in the later 24 Amityville movies. To be clear, that's not the only person whom they leave the plot unresolved. Oh, God, no, no. Okay. <laughs> the entire plot is unresolved. The yes, movie ends thank with you. people just leaving. It is. And the house looking ominous. So we're in what the movie does wrong, right? Oh, we fully are. We the have movie doesn't have a resolution. No. <laughs> we haven't gotten there. There's no resolution to this film. Yeah, and none. especially around the time this movie came How out. How does the book resolve? Does the it same resolve? way. Oh, my God. Except for with the, the Lutz's claim TBD, that it continued TB, to haunt them TB, afterwards. TB continued. They were in there for like a total of 26 days or something. Can I ask you guys why that's not a resolution? Why is it not a resolution that you should fucking leave the house? Mm. Because they don't show them going to anywhere safe or anywhere different or the demon continue. Like their arc is unresolved. You don't know whether or not they're safe or getting fucked with. And it's not an it's not doesn't create any interest in that ambiguity. Like there's nothing mysterious about it. It's just like you didn't you didn't close this loop. You didn't tell me what's happening to them now. I'd be it'd be one thing if you made a choice to show me they moved a new place and continue it didn't work and now they're fucked for the rest of their lives, or they went a new place and now they're fine. But you did neither. You just showed me they left and maybe yeah, they're okay the, and you maybe get they're the not. text that says they ne- they they abandoned the property and never came back. Yeah, I think part of it it's interesting because like it clearly shows that the demon can or demons whatever demonic presence can leave the property and yet them leaving is the resolution but then it's like okay and what right is that all it wanted I mean, I mean, and now like, it's cool one scene it's of them getting leave. fucked within a motel would have been sufficient for me to resolve this plot point i don't or know. one plot. scene i feel like i feel like what it would be now would be uh, they'd go to the motel, everything would be safe, they'd, like, go to sleep, and then as they fell asleep, like, the door of the bathroom would shut. Right, in exactly. In a jump-scary or, fashion. Or look at, um... No, in a subtle at... fashion. It's too important no, that they continue no, to be fucked Then with. that's not what would happen today. Today would obviously be a jump-scary Look mark. at Poltergeist, God. where the, the movie but... ends with him shoving the TV out of the motel I, room. Well, I love that. That's great! But that's more of a joke than anything. Okay, but you so could good. do that in a not jokey way. It is good. I agree. It's it's yeah. that's good because it shows maybe the the plot itself is resolved, but the scars remain for the family, right? There's, yes. Like that yes. that means that something has happened over the course right. of the of the movie. The characters have reached the end of their arc that the movie was showing us. This shows yeah, us they part learn of their an lesson arc. that TVs are evil. Exactly. TVs are evil. Yeah. Uh, I would want. I, are you guys done with this point? Yes. Sure. Okay, I want to talk about uh, the things that they see in the windows, namely the giant glowing pig. Yeah, the pig monster. Oh, uh, and Dorothy, what's its fucking name? I, and also maybe a puma. I guess Jody is a puma. Jody, thank you. Yeah. And why then the is other hold guy on? Expl- pig. Explain why Jody's a puma because there's of the black earlier cat. earlier before. So at the end of the movie, he sees the pig in the window. As he's yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like got it was, the same red eyes. It's Jody. Yeah. 
But the one he sees earlier when he's in the attic or whatever, or she's in the attic, when whoever sees it, I guess she sees it. When Kathy sees it in the attic, it looks more like a cat to me. I don't know. I, I just didn't look at it right. Sure. Yeah, I I have no answers for you it, here, Mark. It's yeah. What what do you what are your thoughts on this? Continue. Are you before. saying they're different entities, or I you, kind of assumed that one was Jody and one was the other. Was she is the other one also named George? I also got confused about that. I I why is there? I didn't even know there was another one. The fact yeah, that there were two. Sh- Jody was the yeah. I guess the nicer one who was afraid of George. I think. Did the girl have two like? Two no, imaginary no, friends? No, she no. had one imaginary friend named Jody, but Jody right. was also afraid of a third entity. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And presumably Jody but Jody also was evil. I guess. I don't it's not really all that clear. It wouldn't let the babysitter out of the room. Out of the oh, that's closet. True, yes. Jody it was, was evil. Mal- malicious in some way. Just playing, man. Just a and really bad prankster perhaps. Fucking babysitter had to wear headgear out of the house. She had it hard enough. She Headgear did, and did. apparently a nightgown. You just wear your nightgown to your babysitting gig? <laughs> Make you look confused. <laughs> I mean, that feels like you should have blown a whistle before you said that, but... Uh, we're in the soft transition period between whistle and okay. non-whistle. It's look, squishy. Part of the problem with transitioning back to the, the priest and back to the, the sergeant so many times is this movie has an editing problem. There are yes. scenes that drag on way too fucking long that you could cut with no repercussions. What was There's the runtime here? Almost two hours. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like one hour I don't know why I'm surprised minutes. it felt and long. Yeah. Much like it's 40 years later, credit the successor of the Amityville murders, it's a long two hours. It sure is. And like even the scene with the, the wedding, you don't need the scene with him losing the money. That's not a weird supernatural thing that contributes to the feeling of unease. Yeah, that's just someone lost the money. He misplaced it. Yeah, so it's well. It I mean, he help. clearly didn't misplace it. It was taken from him by the ghosts. But like, right, but you whatever. don't know that until after the scary thing has already happened. Like, yeah, it's you just cut that whole fucking thing. It lacks. It lacks generally in focus. This is kind of what I was driving toward earlier. They had a bunch of stuff that they wanted to do, and they didn't have a great track system to go between them. So while I appreciate the individual things that I talked about and does right, what the movie does wrong is it's incredibly unfocused. Yes. And that leads to a very long feeling experience. Completely. It's just, it's just not organized well. Yeah. And that leads to boredom. It's a very boring movie. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. And that leads to nitpick station. Blow the whistle. Oh, that's the that loudest was an aggressive one. blowing. Listener, I'm sorry because that probably got you into some sort of precarious situation. <laughs> what? I don't know if you're driving and you swerve because oh, okay. it's like a fucking Because you thought a real train was behind you on the highway. I mean, that actually like shocked me a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to wake you up, you know? I'm trying I'm to get a- you out of your stupor. I'm awake, dude. Are you? Well, here we are at nitpick station. That's one thing you definitely are. Yeah, I'm here. And here's my first nitpick. Okay. When the cops are investigating the murders, they say, when did they die? I don't know. Well, give me a ballpark figure. 3 to 315. <laughs> <laughs> this ballpark figure is more specific than our current forensic pathologists are able to pinpoint. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> so specific. And I get why they're doing it, so that him waking up at 315 can be significant. But that's so stupid. Yeah, but why wouldn't you do, like, between 3 and 4? Yeah! It's just, my ballpark figure is almost exactly precise. That's like when people say it's like, oh, we're going to be there at about, you know, 517. Yeah. It's like, 
Why are you saying about? I'm going to be there in 194 seconds. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. That's exactly what take. this is in a nutshell. Dumb. Yeah. It is dumb. You're right. Uh, You're the realtor right. that they use at the beginning of the movie looks a lot like a young Mrs. Doubtfire. Is that a nitpick? Or it's a not pick. pick. <laughs> it's an <laughs> observation. This is <laughs> just all. That's your first one. The absurdity <laughs> of this your is fucking. First one. <laughs> I do it chronologically, okay? Why is there a pencil sharpener like in a school fastened to the dining room wall? Was this a school? Was that discussed? Am yeah, I, I okay, okay. No, that is the houses have that. I have an Why? old school I have an old school pencil sharpener inside my closet in the hallway. Why? I don't know. People need to, hey, to sharpen pencils. Why have you left it there? Yeah. Because it's awesome. No, it's not. How many times have you used it? Maybe once. I don't what? think any. I, I yeah, thank you. You would know. Also, I this don't is think bullshit. Any. You would know Hold if you never used yeah. this. Yeah, once this is or none statement. is a big distinction. Once yes. or twice, maybe you don't know that. Uh, I'll give you a ballpark figure anywhere between negative one and five times. <laughs> this is <laughs> fucked. There's no reason for that to be in the kitchen. Dining room. That's where whatever. you do your homework. Yeah, that is where you do your homework. No, you don't. Where do you do your homework? I did my homework in my room, man, where I could be alone. Wow, you were so brooding and dark. I was very dark. Yeah, you're Anyone a real who brooding knows me kid. Knows I'm a dark guy. <laughs> hey, that fucking police sergeant wanders into their house. They're not smokers, and smokes a cigar all throughout their house and in their basement. You're never airing that shit out. Their basement <laughs> is forever gonna smell like cigar smoke. I I feel like that that also sort of rings true. That I would just be something that would happen in the seventies. I think it rings true, but it doesn't change the fact that he's a dick. Oh, okay. So the the nitpick, it's a dick pick, actually, in a way. Yes, it's a dick pick, in a way. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the, at the beginning of the movie, I want to talk a little bit. I just want to mention the sex scene because it is the longest yet most non-revealing sex scene I've ever seen in a movie. After already oh my showing God, us I have most the same of, exact pick. After showing us I, most of Margot Kidder's business. Business. Yeah. <laughs> they show her stretching in underwear and a shirt unbuttoned without a bra. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. Yeah, which yeah. I'm not complaining about that no choice. But then you've already crossed the threshold of revealing, so show me a little something more in the sex scene. I mean, what I find what I find interesting about that is typically, you know, if I if my wife's alone in a house doing pseudo naked stretching, I would interpret interpret that as some level of invitation. To you know, and they they obviously do go that direction. But her reaction to him coming into the room is not what you would expect, given that eventuality. Yes. Also, she's yeah. doing that stretching wearing one leg warmer for reasons that I cannot fathom. Style. She's cold on one side. Whatever. <laughs> it's always been style, you guys. Look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Asymmetrically, of course. Uh, yes. Okay, I mean, that's all I want. You don't want me to get into this. Okay. (laughs) Why does he steal a book from the library? Why not? Because it's free. (laughs) Get a library card I know. It's the one place you have time. He doesn't have time for that. He absolutely had time. Uh, He doesn't have time. He's not working. He should just (laughs) make time to fucking get a library card. Second nitpick about that scene. He steals it in the worst possible way. He shoves it down the front of his pants and then, like, crosses his hands in front of his pants with his open shirt and jacket. My dick is famously book-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> what the what a weird way to do that? 
This is why I walk around typically in like really weird poses, so that when I am stealing something something in an awkward fashion, people I'm can be like, "Oh, normal. that's just Mark. That's well, just the way I have Mark a question. walks." That's just when, how he stands. Yeah. Yeah. When you, what's your go-to stealing Mark, location? Mark your spends dick? five hours or five months establishing a personality at the library before he steals any books there. <laughs> it's a long. Con. It's such a long con. <laughs> So that I can steal a book I from, mean, a, maybe, from an otherwise free entity. Maybe this is a neat pick. Maybe they, they he did such a bad job that they clearly knew he was stealing, and they're like, whatever, it's a fucking library. <laughs> Just bring it back, please. Why wouldn't you shove it in the back of your pants? To make your ass seem like a book? I'm not saying make your ass seem like a book. Shove it in your waistband in the back like you'd hide a gun and put your jacket over it. I don't know. Or your I like to hide my gun in the front of my waistband so that it's pointing directly at my dick at all times. <laughs> I mean, that's a choice. That seems like the most sensical place to store a handgun, if you ask me. Yeah. What movie is it? Where is it a Die Hard movie where Bruce Willis grabs the gun and shoots the guy's dick? Because he was doing just that? No idea. Might be Pass. a John Wick movie. Not sure. I don't that seems like it could be a Mel Gibson movie. A Mally G's. Did he do that in Passion of the Christ? Is yeah, that I think that was for Passion of the Christ. Yeah, <laughs> okay, got it. We got there. Good. The guy was hiding a blunderbuss in his pants. <laughs> they had blunderbusses in Bible times, right? <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> the Bible happened about 1724, as I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right around the time of the Patriot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I have any other nitpicks. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> Go to the ratings. <laughs> we over ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Banana Bread Guy would rate scratching your eye and it's still being itchy. But there's a lot of bad things in this world, dude. Like fucking skunks, dude. Hell no. Scratching your eye, but it's still fucking itchy, dude. Hell no. The fucking cubs, dude. Hell no. Like getting paid not a lot of money, dude, for fucking working. Hell no. And for 10, think of a banana bread guy would rate banana bread at work. Dude, I got some fucking banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. My mom told me if I wait for things, like, good things will happen to me, dude. And fucking, I waited for some things, and I got some banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. So it just goes to show that waiting for things is, like, worth it. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story and do it fast because it's hot. <laughs> I gave this a five and a half. I, I think it's average. I think if you put this in a vacuum, it's probably below average to a little bit lower. But kind of like you were saying at the top of the podcast, this is something that cemented itself as like a quintessential piece of American horror. Uh, and I mean, there is something to the whole concept of the danger of moving into a new house. And maybe this is like an allegory for financial woes and overspending or something like that. Like they can barely afford the house at the beginning. That's not what it is. Well, it could be. It's okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, the actual like mechanisms of the story in here are bad enough that it's definitely not better than average. Yeah, I gave it a five. I gave it a five for precisely the same reasons. It does something, but not a whole lot. Uh, Jake, 
I gave it a six and a half for the same reasons. I I like what Mark said about the the dangers and fear of moving into a new house. Like the idea that where houses are weird, right? Because they have histories. You are moving. They're such a personal thing that you connect with, and they like really are kind of an extension of you and your family, and you spend a lot of your time there. And yet they change hands. Yeah, and they have their own personality and their own history. And that gets really weird and scary if you think about it a lot. Sure. Because I mean, you don't know what happened in here prior to you. I have spilled at least a pint of my own blood working on shit in this house. So See, the walls are full of my blood Basically here. murder. <laughs> basically murder. Uh, I'm going to tell a quick little story. We have a, th- we have a cabinet, like not a cabinet. We have a small room underneath our front porch. Uh, and it's like literally maybe four by four. And when we moved in, the lady we bought the house from literally hadn't opened that closet in 20 years. So before we bought the house, I basically had to kick the fucking door in to get in there. <laughs> uh, after we moved in, I opened the door just to take a look and see what if there was anything left in there. And there was actually some old bottled water from 1972. Um, but I couldn't close the door behind me because it was like, it, the, I guess the, the foundation of the house had shifted enough. It was a hot day. Everything had expanded, whatever. So I could get it almost all the way shut, but I couldn't get it shut without pulling like the doorknob off, essentially. I went to bed that night, and I had a nightmare that uh, the door was shut. <laughs> and I have never been more scared in my house than walking downstairs the next morning and trying to see if the door had shut silently. Oh, shit. Asleep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's a, that's scary as shit. And the, the Lutzes, right, the actual Lutzes in the real world, told the story about how that red room in there was a secret room. The The owner who bought the house after them and lived there for about seven years was like, no, it's just a room in the basement. It's a big door. It's right there. It's never hidden. <laughs> so maybe wah, they wah. decided, maybe, maybe the demons decided to do some like masonry work after they had left and put in a door, you know? Maybe. World building and immersion, the second category. Mark, world building and immersion. Uh, I gave it a five. I think this is a, I mean, this is all basically from the fact that it's a pretty boring, long movie. Uh, the sound is also not very great. And I have an issue. This is probably also going to come up in scare. But if you're going to throw a weird glowing red eyed pig at me at the climax of your movie, then that's going to take me out of of the scare, the immersion side. So there you go. Yeah, I gave this a three. Uh, because on the world-building side, it's a mess of Christian shit, non-Christian shit, weirdly interspersed, increasing scares without any real pattern or explanation, and then the immersion is just hot garbage. So this is a three for me. It's not good. Jake? Three and a half. Nothing else to say. All right. That's going to take us into Scare Factor. Mark? I gave this movie a six. Um, I'm. I think this is an upward tilt a little bit. <clears throat> this is one of the original, like, classics i've already knocked it a little bit for the fact that i didn't like the way that it handled the graphics in the like conclusion of the movie but i think what i focused here is i like i said at the top i like the like point to point scares that are happening just the general demon fuckery that's happening to the people in the house and outside of the house for that matter um so there's i mean there's definitely some stuff here i guess when, if, if when you guys watched this as a kid when you were a little bit more susceptible and less jaded like we are right now was this scary to you uh, this, no. I mean, a little bit, but the book, yes. I don't remember having thoughts about this movie after seeing it. I I, rem- I know I've I know I've seen it. I know it had been a long time, and I remembered almost nothing about it outside of knowing what the plot entails. I remember when I was a kid, the scariest scene of this movie was when he went back in to save the dog. 
Who's I love real- him just turning around and fucking sprinting directly back into the house. That's a good scene. Yeah. Um, whose real life name was Shaggy. I don't know why they changed that for the fucking Yeah, movie. why do you have to change that? I don't know. Shaggy's a great dog name. I don't know. Harry's also a really good dog name. Harry's fine too, but why change it? The null hypothesis, Mark. Copyright. But they, the characters are the actual names of the people. Just the dog. They were worried about that. It was a really litigious dog. <laughs> yeah, you got to protect the lives of the innocent, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I give it a four for Scare Factor. This has some scary scenes, but it's plagued by a lot of not scary shit in the middle. It never really gets anything going apart from a sense of dread and financial woes this family's undergoing. Uh, I do like the Brolin increasing psychosis. I think that's pretty good, and it's the strongest thing. The movie does in that category, Jake. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, the thing with the house and what you don't know and the mystery there, the thing that the, the kind of creeping specter of like what could be lurking within its historical walls, all that. That's scary, but like when you watch this, the act of watching it, it it doesn't I don't know if it doesn't hold up or it doesn't come out quite right because of the variety of factors that we've discussed. It just doesn't. I gave it a four and a half. Fair enough. That's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof, Mark. I give it a six and a half. Obviously, I don't like the graphics. I've mentioned that two in the last three ratings. So um, I think what I ended up going here is that this movie is mostly judicious lack thereof. It's a lot of practical. The stuff they do, like the blood coming from the walls, yeah, it doesn't look like blood, but it does look like crazy, creepy, gooey shit coming from the walls. There's a literal well of tar in the basement that the guy jumps into. And that was all practical. I mean, I think overall the movie looks pretty decent. They make a few bad choices with some overlaid. I mean, I guess it's still practical because it's the 1970s. But like, however you would do those visual effects of superimposing yeah. the demon monsters. That's how. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think it's practical, but it, but it is that. I mean, kind well, of hand rotoscoping like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I get yeah, that. I give it a five. Uh, Mark, I largely agree with you. I kind of just Andy Dalton did. I think the the other scene that looks really good is the the toilet scene. Um, I think that tar in there bubbling out looks toilet creepy. tar and uh, toilet tar. Maybe yeah. get it to splash a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But uh, this is this is a judicious lack thereof movie. Jake, because then it gets your bathroom kind of gross, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta clean this. I hate cleaning the bathroom." <laughs> I I did Andy Dalton, and I gave it a five and a half. Well, I don't give half points, so. I, that's a well. Then you did Andy Dalton, it did you? I sure did. Nope. So well, the the way that Jack works his systems, it means he's literally unable to give an average rating. Yes. He has to go either above average or below. Yeah. Average. So no, because I've given average. a zero before. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. God damn it. Fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> By the way, fuck you. What? We're gonna see more about that one very soon. Mark, do you have any idea what he's talking about? He's going to see about a girl, I think is what he's talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you weren't in your uh, depressing house this morning when I drove by to pick you up for a job at the construction site? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the hell you just said, little kid. I was doing a goodwill hunting thing there, guy. Fuck you. Yeah, man. Get with the program. Mark, overall. I gave this movie a five and a half. I think this is basically exactly average. It's getting a substantial historical bump up. I think in a vacuum, if you're watching this, it's probably not quite that level. Um, I do enjoy the performances from the two leads of uh, James Brolin and the other one. Margot Kidder. The other one. The other one. The other one. Lois Lane. (laughs) <laughs> I was stuck on I was stuck on Catherine something I couldn't get past it I'm sorry Margot Kidder yes I they both turn in very good performances it is it's one you should watch you know if you haven't given it a go I I don't regret this decision whatsoever it's obviously like an unmitigated classic so 
Yeah, I gave it a six as well, and a large part of that is just historical bias, right? I mean, this movie contributed a lot to pop culture as it exists today. Like, we have fucking 23 Amityville movies, all largely because of this one. I don't think... That is If this hadn't come disturbing. out so quickly beyond the book, I don't think the book would have been as much, as big a deal as it was. So I gave it a okay. six. It's also not unenjoyable. It's not great, but... Uh, it's a bump up for its importance, Jake. Okay, I gave it a five and a half. I I feel like I tried not to bump this up because I really, in terms of the classics, I don't really care for this one. But it is a classic, and I do think that you should see it. I think we're all giving it the thumbs up. Yeah, like you should watch this one. But it's conditionally one that, that you haven't seen it before. If you have seen it, though, oh yeah, there's no need to revisit to it. Back. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you've yeah. seen it, I don't think you need to see it again for sure. I mean, it had been a long time for me. I don't feel like I gained a whole lot more. I have more of an appreciation <laughs> for like films within the genre now if you want if you want this itch to get scratched then uh might we suggest amityville horror it's about time from 1992 <laughs> we haven't watched it but it looks great but fully endorsed <laughs> i mean just the title alone i am so on that board that screenshot looked lit too yeah it did i think it was direct to video direct to uh home I'm, video i'm sure in, in the early 90s though that shit barely happened then I, I, a large portion of these were direct to video i'm sure should we get the hell out of here? It's care. got. We have to. This has been episode 140 of the Ooh. A to Z Horrorcast. Ooh, it's an even number. To check out everything we have going on, head over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. Those are Facebook and Twitter, and those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the podcast, if you want to support the podcast, go over to our Patreon page. That's down there in the, in the links that we're going to provide you below as well. If you don't have the money to support, that's totally fine, guys. Like, we're going to keep bringing you the same podcast we always do. No worries. Super Bear's been bringing you that music as usual. There are links down there in the just slew of links that we provide as well. Next week is the 4th of July week. If you're in the U.S., it's a big week that we celebrate. It's our nation's Independence Day. And I picked a movie that was topical for that holiday, and then I found out to my dismay that that movie is no longer available to stream in any fashion in these United States. That does not make me happy. I am very mad about this. I wanted to watch uh, a movie that I thought would be totally relevant that to I'm the gonna time. I'm going to vamp for a while while I remember <laughs> the name of. It's called, it's called, it's called, we are You Are here. Not Alone. It's one of those weird ones that it's like you don't know the name of because yeah. it's a stupid fucking name. It also makes it damn near impossible to search for online because there's like 20 other things called You Are Not Alone generally based around like bullying or some other bullshit. This is now the longest outro ever, so I'm just going to move us along. I couldn't do that, so I had to pick a fucking panic maneuver style thing. We're going to watch my favorite horror movie of all time next week, unabashedly, from dusk till dawn. It's going to come at you in lieu of what I want to provide. That's why you said it. Fuck you. I gotcha. Yeah. So, until then, get your buddies to grab some beers and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. My dick is famously book-shaped. <laughs>